Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 234 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us more of you in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching us in Luke chapter 12. Jesus warns his disciples against the sin of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. They were religious in their actions, but not in their hearts. He goes on to say that their sin will be revealed. In fact, it was already revealed to God. And the same goes for us. Whatever sin is in our hearts, the Lord already knows. Sometimes we aren't even quite aware of what we may be doing wrong. Even King David wrote about unknown sin and asked God to forgive him for it. May God show us where we need to come up higher and may we be obedient to him. Then Jesus shows us how much we are loved and cared for by God in verse 7, where he tells us that God knows the numbers of hairs on our head. This is something we don't even know. The Lord knows every single thing about us. We are precious to him. I seem to forget this at times when things aren't going my way. I may ask God if he sees what's happening and if he cares that I'm being hurt. Of course he does. He sees us. He comforts us. And he has a plan to make it work for our benefit. Someone asked Jesus to make his brother share his inheritance with him. Jesus doesn't do that. He is not concerned with worldly things. He is concerned with matters of the heart. In fact, he told the crowd to keep free from all covetousness, the immoderate desire for wealth, the greedy longing to have more. For a man's life does not consist in and is not derived from possessions, overflowing abundance, or that which is over and above his needs. And he goes on to tell them the parable about the rich man who had to build larger storehouses for all his food. Then the man rested and partied. Verse 20 says, But God said to him, You fool! This very night the messengers of God will demand your soul of you and all the things that you have prepared. Whose will they be? Jesus tells them that this is the plight of the people who hoard possessions instead of growing in their relationship with God. To further his point, Jesus tells his disciples not to be anxious about food or clothes or our bodies. Jesus spends much of the rest of this chapter talking about real treasure, the kingdom of God. He assures us as we seek God's kingdom, then everything we need will be given to us. Verse 34 says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let our treasure be found in the Lord. Well, let's see what Paul is teaching in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul compares the law given to Moses, which was glorious in its time, the glory of the Holy Spirit. While the law had its splendor, the baptism of the Holy Spirit outshines its glory beyond compare. Paul reminds them that the Israelites had become hard and they lost the power of understanding, but the Holy Spirit would never dampen us. In verse 17, he writes, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage and freedom. And he goes on to write, Because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Well, from one degree of glory to another, what a fabulous promise. We experience God's glory here on earth, and as we grow, we experience more of his glory. May God lift us into his presence and into his glory day after day and lead us more into his glory day by day. Let's see what's happening in Job chapter 39. Yesterday, we started reading about God's word to Job. Today, we read more. 
In chapter 39, God asks Job if he was the one who made various animals and gave them their wisdom and understanding or the lack of it. The Lord talks about goats, wild donkeys, oxen, the ostrich, and the mother's odd way of caring for her offspring, or rather her lack of it. He talks about the horse, which is a thing to behold. I am always awestruck when I read this chapter, especially when I read about the horse, the one who mocks at fear and is not dismayed or terrified. Neither does he turn back in battle from the sword. Yes, God made all the creatures, and it is only he who imparted his wisdom into them, just as he imparts wisdom into us. Let us marvel at the words of God. In chapter 40, God asks Job if he finds fault with him. Job answers that he himself is vile and will not speak any further. God asks him if he condemns him so that he proves his own righteousness. In verse 10, God says, Since you question the manner of the Almighty's rule, deck yourself now with the excellency and dignity of the supreme ruler, and yourself undertake the government of the world, if you are so wise, and array yourself with honor and majesty. God challenges Job to take down the proud and the wicked, and if he can do it, then God will praise him. God talks about the hippopotamus and how he is so spectacularly made. God did that. He made all things and intimately knows all things about all things that he has made. We will read more about God's discourse with Job tomorrow. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 53. This psalm is very similar to Psalm 14. In fact, it's almost exactly like it. Dave writes about a fool who doesn't believe in God. They are evil and drag others down with them. He writes about God looking down to see if there was anyone who sought after him, and he didn't find any. All of them had fallen away. He writes about the evil ones who eat up my people as they eat bread and they do not call upon God. My friend, let us draw so close to God that we cannot be deterred by the empty-headed fool, the evil, or the wicked. May our hearts be soft and our eyes be upon God. May we call upon him for all we need, including the strength to stand strong for him. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Lord, keep our hearts yours. Keep us seeking you. Keep us yours forever throughout eternity. Don't let us be tricked by the ultimate trickster. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son to die for us, to save us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.